How's it going, everyone? And welcome to the Complete Dad Podcast. This is Tom Kingwell, and as usual, and as so often, a privilege. I'm joined here by Joshua Laycock. Joshua, right off the bat, how's how's it going? How's it going, dude? <laughs> From the frying pan into the fire. Well, Tom I just, is on fire today, boys and girls. Yeah, I don't know about that. I just I just lay with my one son for like a minute, then said goodbye to the other two little kids, and I'll after the show I'll go up to my daughter who likes to read a little bit more before she goes to sleep. But uh, needless to say, we we had a few messages back and forth earlier today. It's been um, it's been rather um, a busy time of late. Yes, uh, yes, it has. I had a house full of family this weekend, which was a really cool weekend. Um, and yeah, I'm uh, ducking out tomorrow morning on the train for a business trip for the better part of the week. So, you know what they say, right? When you when you got to get out of the office, that just means you got to get five days worth of work done in one. <laughs> so mm. you can sit through a bunch of meetings and stuff. So, Where are you going, yeah, Toronto? I, uh, Montreal, actually. Oh. Cool, bro. I've just been. Are we actually recording, or were you just messing around? We're really recording. Um... All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is going to be like a complete dad raw today. Yeah, For those well... of you who are wondering what the hell's going on, normally Tom and I have some banter back and forth. And as I walked into the Zoom call, it was like we're recording, we're going. So <laughs> that's good. Well, as you said, good. it's the the com the completely fucking insane dad. Oh, yeah. Crazy dad life. <laughs> It does get crazy. It's it's interesting, man. Anyway, I wanted to talk about Montreal because I just I'm reading this series actually by a Canadian author. I've read about nine books now by Louise Penny, and it's set in like Quebec, and Montreal is the main city. So I've been reading all about the Champlain Bridge and all these different places, and it's quite an interesting vibe. I'm very um, apart from visiting you, I'm very interested in coming to pay Canada a visit someday for sure. Yeah, I haven't spent as much time in Quebec as I would like. It's a lot easier now having moved from the city. I'm just that much closer uh, to Quebec. It's kind of cool. It's got a bit of a European vibe to it, which is mm. sort of neat. Um, I seem to only go in the middle of winter, which they get brutal winters. Um, but uh, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it. The hotels are cool. Food is good. Um, the company that I work for is, I mean, although they're headquartered in Ontario now, they're they're pretty centered out of Montreal. They got a Montreal's at their heart. So yeah, we're having a big meeting, big confab for a few days. It'll always be fun, but um, it's a good city. And um, I'd actually like to get my my family in there. And actually, I've never been there just for fun. I've always been there for work. So yeah, time away from the family. You know, it's kind of a mixed blessing. I always uh, hate to be away, but admittedly, I like the downtime. Um I was but, just about to say moment of truth. And I was just going to ask you that question. I was like, moment of truth. Okay. So you're going away and yes, the complete dad says, you know, away from the family, tough to be away from the kids, but uh, let's be honest, man. When it, when the, when I don't want to say the shit, it's the fan. That's probably too extreme and, and probably in a negative connotation, but when it gets so busy, it really feels like those moments of downtime when you just get to get away from it all, even when you're at work. It's like after the yeah. holidays, sometimes getting back to work feels like a bit of a bit of a relief, to be honest, which is is a shameful ad- admission. But as much as I love my kids, it's in these moments, like at the moment, where I've just got so many things going on at work and then family. I mean, tonight I literally got home here. Actually, I got home earlier, but then I basically got here for 15 minutes and then I drove again to go fetch my daughter from soccer and then brought her back at quarter past seven. And that was my day, you know, out of here at like yeah. seven o'clock in the morning back here seven o'clock at night. And I suppose a lot of guys work that whole time, but when you're driving kids around back and forth, it, 
I just felt so knackered now. It's like so tired just before I got on you. Yeah. Well, that's like me. I actually had a nap over lunch today, which I don't often do. Um, I just had so much to get done and uh, thought, oh, I'm just going to have a quick power nap. No, you know what? It's it's interesting. Both We, we both work remotely, my wife and I. So we, have, from time to time, have to go into the city for work. It's fine. Um, but you know what? We have we have such good comms and our, our kids are so good. I mean, look, they're kids. They're a little chaotic sometimes. Um, just this weekend, we dragged my daughter out of a store kicking and screaming because she couldn't have a Barbie castle thing. It happens still. Um, but, uh, you know, we're, we're in such a good place. We got things humming. We've got, you know, when I leave, everything will be organized. I'll have all the jujitsu bags ready to go. And, and so that my wife, when she takes them to jits, she could just grab the stuff and go at the door. And we have a pretty good system. Um, thankfully the trips are short. I'm only gone for like three days. So, it's not that big a deal. Um, you just kind of deal with it. I'm just such a homebody that I just, I just physically like being home around my family. I just, I don't, um, I don't love being away from them, but yeah, it, it's kind of life, right. It's sort of this weird push pull of, I hate being away, but I like having a quiet, I like coming home to a quiet hotel room and just being able to get a bit of work done and sleeping and unencumbered with kids coming in and dogs barking at whatever's walking down the street. It's a little nice. So anyway, mm-hmm. it'll be good. It's also just nice. I haven't seen some of this team in a long, long time. So it'll be good to have everyone in a, in a room together and hopefully we can bang out a month's worth of work in a couple of days and, and just get back to getting it done. Mm. And that's what it's about. Eh? And, and I suppose it is, it's quite interesting because we talked in the group about this whole lion mentality, you know, and it's kind of just, I mean, whether it's related to being a lion or not, just that that kind of <laughs> nice screen, John Joshua screensaver is a lion. Um, <laughs> it's just that kind of. It's funny though. It, it's it's really shows the power of images, right? Because it does. It's like just saying like, who does the family need you to be? Who do you need to be? Because I've had a cold like for a week now, but I just kind of just you know in the past you have this man flu vibe. And I mean, we all have this joke about the man flu, but, but a lot of the times it does happen, you know, when guys get sick, then all of a sudden they flatten out and they can't do anything. And I, I've been there, you know what I mean? And I've probably felt, to be honest, and this is a moment of truth, like I've probably felt the same way I've have this last week, yet I've let it get me down. And actually it's mm. quite interesting because I, I, don't, I don't recommend training when you're super sick, but I was even training last week, like four out of five days. Then on the mm-hmm. weekend, I got a bit of a chest thing and I was like, okay, let's just take it easy. But still, I got out in the morning and I moved the water tanks in place. I moved a whole bunch of shit, tidied up stuff, like unscrewed the boards in the front of the thing, cooked dinner on Saturday and Sunday night. And just in general, still drove kids around, still watched UFC with my mates. Man, what fights those were. My God. I don't know if you ever want to watch the replays of the fights. Him, but the I've seen that. Yeah. Well, Chandler and Poirier was just a battle royale. It was beautiful. And then the main event between Izzy Adesanya and um, Potan Pereira was just freaking incredible. Anyways, I, I did those things. And I'm I'm on recovery and my voice is a bit weird. But uh, I feel like tomorrow I'm going to be good. And I still went to work every single day. And it was because of that kind of discussion that we had and just that feeling like, you know, sometimes you are going to be lying, you know, lying around or feel like you want to lie around or your energy sapping and you feel like you're getting sick. And I think there's a lot of times when we kind of take that as we use that as an excuse to just like veg and get out of the way and we eat shit. So even on Sunday, it was like, I knew I wasn't feeling good and I hadn't worked out on two days. Maybe someone thinks this is crazy, but they had cake. You know what I mean? And Sunday's not my sweet day. Like we said, we're not doing that. And Sunday's not my yeah. sweet day. And there was freaking beautiful apple cake and 
you know how the Germans can make the kuchen very good, you know, very good. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't eat any cake, even though everybody else did. And it was one of those moments yeah. where it was like, I made this commitment, I'm not going to do it. And that's what makes the difference because I, and I'm rambling on a bit, but sometimes when I go down from sickness, it kind of starts the ball rolling in the negative direction. And the next thing I know, it's one and two months and I kind of am not back in my routine and I'm eating yep. unhealthy. And then you wonder why I feel sluggish in the afternoons. And it just has this, you know, this effect. And instead of like, no, I'm the lion, man. Yeah. That image, man. I'm, I'm the leader of the pack. This is my job. It's interesting imagery. Right? I've always, I'll, I'll be completely honest. I always found the like imagery of the lion a bit cheesy. I, I just, <laughs> I always did. In the like, jungle, you know, the quiet jungle. Huh? Yeah. And, and it's, it's interesting though. Like I love imagery. I've always loved the yeah. grizzly bear. But anyway, you know, I, I I was thinking about it and I was like, right, but the grizzly bear, man, he's alone. He's a loner. He doesn't, he kind of does his business, gets the cubs and leaves. And then the mom spends most of the life actually protecting the kids from the, from the father, <laughs> right? The male bears, they'll even eat them. And I was like, ah, so, okay, they look cool, but that's not really the kind of imagery. But the more you look at the way the lion operates, right? Like they're a family unit that when what I loved about them is, is not to go off on too, too much of a tangent on this, but I think, and, but there's a story here is, you know, what I love is the, the lion, the, the leader of the pack can be calm, be quiet, set the tone, will protect the family. will be goofy with the kids. You know, you've seen the videos of like the lion playing with the cubs and throwing them around and, but there's a time to be serious. But what I also love is like, but the women in that pride, they're, if they're not equals, they're pretty damn close, you know, and they hold their own and he relies on her and she relies on him. And I like that family unit thing. And, you know, you posted in, in the network after our last call being, okay, we talked about the line, but how are you actually living it in your life? And okay. I had to have my little joke, right? I said, well, and I took out an antelope on my front lawn with my teeth. How's that? Is that good? Um, but the more I thought about it, you know, and, and I don't want to make this sound like this was this really horrible scene. I mean, it was, wasn't good, but we were in the mall this week. I think I posted this in the group. We don't often go to the mall, but we, we took the kids to the mall one evening, had some stuff to do. And we were taking the kids into the bathroom before we were having dinner. And there was this big commotion by the bathrooms. And, um, this kid ended up getting stabbed kind of right in front of us. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was weird. Um, not like a fatal, he got it kind of in the side and he was making lots of noise and the kids are freaking out. So, but instantly I went to like, okay, get the family safe. Like, you know, my, my wife and daughter were in the ladies room. Um, but I took my son, set him off to the side. I was like, you don't move. I made sure that I was between him and whatever was going on. And, but there was this this opportunity to protect my family. I didn't have to do anything. There were enough people around. Security came pretty quickly and they got an ambulance for this kid. That, But just that calm state. And I was teaching my son about situational awareness because this thing went on for a while. So I was like, okay, let's get over here. Let's make sure that we keep this problem to the front of us, not to our back. You stay there. We're good to go. And there was this kind of calm, powerful energy of like, whatever happens, my family's safe. I'm okay here. We're good. But then fast forward to the next day where I was helping out with their jujitsu class. And I said, that's lion, right? That's protecting your family, bringing the energy down, making sure they feel safe. And then the next day was teaching them jujitsu. And I was with the little kids rolling around being goofy. They were climbing on my back. We were pretending to be gorillas and knocking each other over and just having a big laugh. And I was like, that's also being a lion, you know, being able to play and be silly and kind of 
not worry about how you look. Like I'm probably, I'm, I'm making gorilla sounds and running around on the mat in front of like 15 parents who are having a, having a laugh, but it was like, that's part of it as well. So I was, I was, I've just been digging this energy of what does that actually mean? And I think the piece though, that to take away from this, when you said, well, so what does that actually mean? What does that actually look like in our life? Put very simply, but it's very profound is they're always watching. Everything that you do matters. Everything that you say, every look, every glance, every word, every action, they're absorbing that. And that's, you just have to show up. And this challenge of this clean November has been great because I'm with you. We had a birthday party for my stepmom this weekend and Saturday was my day. So I enjoyed Saturday. I had some cake, uh, ate whatever the hell I wanted. It was great. But then come Sunday when it was leftovers, it was like, nope, nope. Because I made a commitment. We made a promise. This is mm-hmm. what we're doing. And uh, I'm digging it. it. It is the power of having intention and pulling on something. And just mm-hmm. that simple notion of, they're always watching, even if they don't know, even if you think you're getting away with something, they know, they can sense it. And that's a, it's a pretty powerful thing. I think that can be, you can feel like there's a burden there, but I don't, I just think that's incredible. Mm. But I like what you said there at the end there, just the getting away with something. Cause it's something I've been talking to my students about, you know, I'm doing this whole, this whole unit of work with my students on designing the good life. So I'm teaching them mm. design, but I'm starting out with the designing the good life. And I'm like, you know, some of them are trying to cut corners and, you know, our students are, they want to, they want to fool you. They want to pull the wool over your eyes. Just humans, man. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just like, I'm the I'm guys. I just want you to realize something. You're not full. You're not fooling me. There's only one person you're fooling <laughs> when you cut corners and you don't do what you're supposed to do. And you don't do what you say you're going to do. Cause they're creating the schedule, you know, like my schedule they're creating. I, I've led them through this whole process where they eventually go through negative habits, positives, and then they create the schedule for the day. And you can see who the intentional ones are, the ones that are doing it, because I see them around school and I see different ones. And you can see the ones that are kind of just doing it for the grade and the BS and, you know, and, and kind of want to hide it. And I'm like, guys, this is, it's not, you, you know, you can cut corners, but you're only cutting corners on yourself. And it's the same thing with us as dads. You know, we, at the end of the day, you're cutting corners on yourself. You're cutting corners in the quality of relationships you're going to have with your kids. You know, you're cutting corners in, in the role model, the, the role that you're setting them. You know, we've talked about it last week, I think about teaching kids instead of screaming at kids. You know, it's the same thing. It's like, you're gonna you're causing yourself to have to shout louder because your actions are just not speaking loud enough. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like linked to that saying that I put up on Instagram the other day. But it's like if your actions are loud, then you can be. It's it's like what you said about the lion. Look, the lion has to roar sometimes. Remind remind everybody like this is what's up. He has my territory. But most of the time, the male lion is just lying there. He doesn't even need to say anything because he knows that. Once the jackals and the hyenas start like circling, he's gonna just get out there and he's gonna just do away with them. And I think that that is why we aren't cutting corners on anybody else but ourselves. And so that's why when you've committed to those things, you've got to start getting that motivation. And and, and if imagery works, I don't care if it's cheesy or whatever it is, you've got to find that imagery. Maybe it's not the lion for you, but you need to find it. I, I believe strongly in these these symbols and icons and the power of looking at something do you know what I mean? It can be a word. It can yeah. be a mantra. It can be a picture. It can be an, a creature. It can be an alter ego. But finding something that you can reach out to when you are going to break that promise to yourself. Because it sounds stupid, right? Oh, a couple of pieces of cake on a Sunday. But how many of us have gone for a little piece of cake on a Sunday to starting the snowballing, you know, snowball running downhill again? Oh, yeah. and the next thing, 
we and 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 what I like about physical things such as working out and and like food as anecdotes is that it's just a visual representation of what happens spiritually and mentally in our lives as well when we start taking the easy route. I was showing yes. my kids in the class this video, you know, are you going to take the easy route or are you going to take the right route? You know, are you going to take the right path? And that's something that we talked about last week. It's like, you've got to start taking that, that right path every time because the, every, every, every time. time you take, you just veer off to the side, you're making it harder for yourself to breathe in there. And I think the line's great. I think it's a great um, one. And another one just before I finish off here, I thought about this, Joshua, isn't it interesting? Because I think, I do believe that lion, male lions, when the kill gets made, I think they eat first, which is interesting, right? Because we've always been trained that leaders eat last. And I agree that leaders eat last. However, I would like to use that symbolism as, why do you think the male lion has to eat first? Because he has to be nourished to look after the, the tribe. If they yeah, all eat and there's cup, nothing yeah. left for him, he's weak. There comes the other yep. pack of lions. And if you watched enough nature documentaries in Africa, you know that if the men of the tribe are weak, other guys are just prowling to come and take over their whole tribe, kill their, kill their children. I mean, literally kill their children yeah, yeah. and eat them and take their women. And so yeah, I'm, it's yeah. interesting visual I'm, as well. I'm sure part of it is just like a alpha thing, right? Which, you know, you know we've been talking about this. I'm, I'm less interested in that, a lot less interested in that, but the honor, but I, you know, even getting yeah. back in the dojo again, there's a lot of little things that are just about showing respect. Um, you know, and, and even like little things like my dad was here this weekend. And although I had my regular spot, he got the head of the table because he's my dad. Right. And that's just the way it works. And I love that. Um, but I think you're totally right. It, it's, it's, you can't pour from an empty cup and that's part of it is making sure that you get what you need. And thankfully we're, we don't live, you and I don't live in an environment where there's a huge amount of scarcity in terms of food and nourishment. So it's not like we eat first and yeah, someone exactly. else might not get it, it but was. I think you're right. It's about taking care of yourself. And and I've been having a lot of cool conversations about this, this, um, you know, the hard path is always the right path. And I've had a few people push back that, Oh, this is just more hustle culture, grind culture. And again, I think, and, and I'm sure we've spoken about this, but I think it's worth reiterating. No, it's not what I'm talking about. You have to know yourself, right? And and an example that you that you gave when you're saying how sometimes when you get sick and you're pushing, pushing, then all of a sudden you kind of you feel like you need to almost use being sick as an opportunity to take some time for yourself. Yeah. I think if I can paraphrase what you're saying, it's like for a lot of people, I think that constant hustle grind, never stop, never take care of yourself, that's the easy path for some people because stopping is harder. Relaxing is harder. Taking a vacation is harder. Enjoying yourself is harder for some people. Uh, you know, if not physically harder, it, it's more of a mindset issue. So, of course, when we push ourselves so hard and we're not taking care of ourselves, of course, when we get sick, we we use that as an opportunity. And look, you should relax and take care of yourself when you're sick. But I think the more anytime we feel this need to like exploit any particular situation to take advantage of like, I, now I can relax. Now I have a good excuse to relax. I have a good excuse to mm, not move. Exactly, like, yeah. I think honestly, that's a, that's a bellwether that we're denying ourselves the kind of, I hate the term self-care, but it's true. We're denying ourselves the thing that we've enjoyed that, that we, that we enjoy and that we allowed to relax like this weekend, busy weekend. I just said to my wife, you know what? I need to take a couple hours and watch the race. I just need a couple hours laying on my ass just to chill, decompress. And, and of course it was like, yeah, take care of that. So I, I, I engineer that time. And sometimes that's hard. 
when there's, you know, a laundry list of things that need to get done, stopping for two hours and taking care of yourself, that's hard. So the easy path is never the right path. It's, it's I think it that, that truism that we've been playing with in the group, the more I think about it, the more profound I think it is, the more true I think it is in, in pretty much every situation. I can't think of a time where it doesn't apply. Mm. Yeah, and I think with the, the taking time out, it's funny, I did the same thing. I didn't take two hours. I, I took 20 minutes or 15 minutes on the weekend. Um, <laughs> Slack. Uh, but just because... <laughs> I haven't hadn't had such a hectic weekend. The weekend was just super cold and, you know, the kids were inside and you know how it starts when it gets winter, all of a sudden the vibe changes in the house because the kids don't go outside so much. So one thing, gents, get your kids outside as early as you can in the day to get them. You know what I mean? I think it sets you up for a much better day. But even that, it's like, even with taking time, we will skive off because it's the easier way. You know what I mean? It's like the skiving off on the side. I don't know if that's a word you guys use, but it's kind of like, no, I'm not familiar. It's with like, it. it means like that you, you're kind of taking it easy, but you're not officially taking it easy because as men, we you're don't half-assing leisure. Yeah. 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 You're like half-assing leisure and you're hanging downstairs a little bit longer on your phone, but you're there around the kids. So you're kind of there, but you're actually skiving off. And that's actually interesting because I think as men, it's much harder. And for me, it is, it's harder for me to go, Hey babes, listen here, man. It's quite noisy around here. Like there's a lot of kids, a lot of action. I'm not feeling so good. I just want to go have half an hour upstairs to just, like you say, decompress. I'll like lie on the bed, turn the lights down low or listen to audiobook and just chill for like a half an hour. And I found that hard to do. And, and my wife's always said to me like, Hey, all you got to do is just tell me because she doesn't like that. I kind of skive off in a kind of a, you know, an yeah. undercover kind of way. Because that's the easier way. It's like I'm taking, you kind of just taking the easy route. The harder it is to go, hey, listen here. Uh, like, because I feel weak doing that. I feel like that's something wrong. Like I'm like not doing my job. But when you can take that half an hour, two hour out, the way that you are then when you're with the family is far more present, far more intentional, far more self-aware and far more effective because you've actually just done something that is good for you. And that is why, I think that 16 personalities test, which I just did with the kids at school as well, is super important mm -hmm. because you learn to know more about your personality. It's not the be all end all, but it comes into that whole Socrates, Socratic thought of, you know, know yourself. So know how you are. Yeah. If you if you just keep pushing, 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 and then taking side, like just taking it easy on the side, you kind of aren't even there really. You know, you need to know, well, like I'm run down. Like I get run down being around people. Like I'll be honest with you, dude, I'm when when social engagements get canceled. I'm super happy. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we were planning, we used to have these Christmas tree raising parties that we used to have them every year. And um, we were going to have one this year coming out of COVID. We were kind of excited. And my wife and I were talking this weekend and she's like, do you still want to do that party? And I was trying to be tactical. I was like, if you would like to have the party, I am happy to support you. She's like, I don't want to have the party. I'm like, I don't want to have the party either. I don't want to bring people <laughs> I love over. moments. I go, oh, Let's yes. But, but I want to go back to this thing about, like you, you said that you feel guilty and I love that you use the hard, it's the easy path, but, and I'm not speaking to you and I know you, you're a goer and there's lots of variables, but oftentimes when I'm talking to guys, whether it's in our group or the, or the stuff that we do, when guys like, oh, I feel guilty taking this time, you know, the analogy that I try to use is like, it's like a bank account. You got to deposit and you got to withdraw and you just got to make sure that you have a balance in there. So for some guys, and again, I'm not saying this about you, but hey, your own introspection, you never know. It's like, I find guys who are like, I feel really guilty for taking time to myself. I'm like, all right, well, how many deposits are you putting in? Are you making sure that your wife has the time for her? Are you reciprocating? Are you making sure that generally speaking, the shit that's got to get done is getting done? You know, is, is your house in order? Are your kids 
squared away? Do they have things to do? Are you taking care of like when things are in good shape, mm. then I, I genuinely don't have any reservation saying, okay, things are good. I'm taking a couple of hours, couple hours. I'm going to watch the race yeah, exactly, or I'm going to do whatever. Exactly, yeah. Or, you know, or it's like, sometimes it's, and I give her the look. I just give her this kind of like, look, like I just need 20 minutes. I'm going to go meditate just to calm, yeah. bring things down. And she's good because she also knows, hon, I need that. Like, I just, I can see the look on her. I'm like, just, just go. Like we have that reciprocal and because mm. things are good. So whenever a guy's like, oh, I can't take that. It's like, well, maybe that's a subconscious thing where you're a little guilty because maybe you feel like you're not pulling your weight. Maybe you're, that that term you're using you're mm. kind of half-assing it through the rest of it it's hard to say i've earned downtime if you're not pulling your weight do you have good quality uptime to have downtime um and then there's other deeper things about this this whole hustle culture of like if you're not grinding if you're not moving forward you're going backwards you gotta always be on i think i think that's a pretty messed up view of the world um and well, ironically, it depends, I think it depends what moving forward means, right? Because the moving exactly. forward might be moving backwards. And like we always talk about the balance, moving forward exactly. has to be the us moving forward has to be you and your wife has to be your kids. It has to be everything. And I think that that's, that's where, and your physical health, that's where people get it wrong because we've seen how many guys have seen crying yeah. over regret that they've gone and hustled and not spent time with their kids. So I think that that's, that's just the point, you know, as you say that, I think, that's the problem is I think that people don't know themselves. I think that that's why getting, that's why with me in the last while, it's like getting to know the complete man, the complete me that has these certain needs and has this certain way of approaching the world and this emotional state and these, these fa failures and these flaws and these strengths and stuff. I think that that's where it, where it's important. And it's funny because you said earn it. And I don't know if it's, you know, I'm going to be talking out of school here, but I feel as a man, it's like we, there's an innate part of us that wants to earn things. I think it's been yeah. like that throughout history. Like when I, and, and I think you hundred percent, as you're talking, I was like, man, that's so true. It's like my wife on Saturday went for a walk. Then she came home and she had a bath or whatever upstairs while I did my little bit. And then it's like, okay, cool. Okay, fine. Great. She's had a thing. Or like you said, like I cooked a, I cooked a mean ass duck on the weekend for the first time. You know, That looks you, so good by the and way. <laughs> and I was watching football at the same time, which was brilliant, like two in one, which, which I recommend guys, if you want to watch soccer and stuff, like cook a nice meal, then you get like, then you get away with it. But do you know <laughs> what I mean? And I think that that is it. Cause that's why I felt fine doing that because of the, the other aspects, but there have been times when I know, I know deep down inside, it's true. I know that I haven't earned it. And then there's that kind of, I'm just sure. taking, taking the shortcuts or half-assing. So you know, I think that I think it's it's hard, man. It's hard to it's hard to get it exactly right, and I think that's the point. I don't think we're ever going to get it exactly right, but I think it's just an everyday reflection, and that's where the journaling comes in as well. You know, we just reflect on it and go, well, where did you where did you show up? Where didn't you show up? Where were you cutting corners? Where were you taking the easy route? Where was the easy route the hard route? Where was where was the hard route the easy route? You know, and I think that that's. Yeah. It's kind of just honesty with oneself, right? It's just being able to be just really integral within yourself so that you know when you are making an excuse, using something as an excuse to take it easy, or if you actually are like, you know, genuinely are freaking been killing it. Hey man, it's actually time to like pull on the brakes because now you're starting to move. Your your forward movement is actually starting to be downhill, you know, and you yeah. start like, okay, now you're not climbing anymore. Now you're actually just starting to gather steam and, things are starting to end up going pear-shaped and and we don't want that you know that that yeah. defeats the purpose yeah it, it's 
it's you're right it's 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 about awareness and reflection as opposed to what we normally do which is just self-flagellate judge the hell out of ourselves because again that's easy it's so easy to be like oh you're such a loser you're so lazy like the fuck you know like that's so basic that that's like it doesn't do anything it is yeah it doesn't harder exactly it's harder to go all right kind of cocked that one up a little bit i wonder why maybe i was tired maybe i let something that my kids were doing get under my skin a little too much maybe maybe i've not been showing up maybe i dogged it maybe i pretended i was asleep when i wasn't really when the daughter came in in the middle of the night you know like all we all do that little shit you know like you just gotta be aware of it and and absolutely is is chipping away at it because i don't know the more the more i do that the more i reflect on things the more i just kind of take stock of where i'm at Mm -hmm. I just, I find I transcend most of that basic shit is now you're actually just loving life and you're just living it and making fine tuning. Mm. And, and yeah, yeah. like, it's cliche to say I'm not perfect, but it's like, it's also fucking obvious. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> we're never going to get that. So let's not trying. Let's just chip, chip and be aware. But I think, I think all these little feelings, all these little emotions, you know, someone we know, uh, and another men's group, he he said it very beautifully. He was like, just emotions are just lights on a dashboard that tell you something's going on. So if we feel that pang of guilt, if we feel that pang of, oh, I really shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be doing that. Or maybe like, just take stock of what you think that might mean. And, I, you know, start with asking yourself the hard questions. Am I really showing up? Am I giving my spouse the time and energy that they need? to also live this kind of life yes no big red flag if you find yourself keeping score that's not a good thing well i gave her an hour so i get an hour that's that's... not how it works but be mindful of what those things are saying and sometimes quite frankly as i said sometimes it's just like you can be doing everything quote unquote right and sometimes it's just working through that darker shit where it's like i you know maybe you learned as a kid that your worth is always moving, always doing something. And we need to unwind that because our worth is not always doing something. Our worth is not always moving. Hmm. Sometimes our worth is saying, you know what, there's some jobs that need to be done here, but my kid wants to play cards and that time is more important. And just, just raising the bar on awareness and allowing yourself to chill Hmm. But but the th- but the cool thing about all of this, right? And I'm sure you would agree, is when you hit that stride, you hit that flow state in life at a mm. macro level. I don't know about you. I get really good at all the other shit. Like the other stuff just gets easier. The training, the studying, the doing the jobs around the house, the taking the dog out for a run, making sure the kids have everything that they need. Like that work, quote unquote, it's so much easier easier when you know that your life is in a bit more balance and and not to turn this into uh, a jujitsu podcast because those are annoying um, too late for that it's a lion too late podcast. for that um yeah. it's the lion podcast sorry okay but but it's but you know <laughs> i was rolling with a, a brand new white belt the other day and he was going real hard but he kept pushing too hard and i could feel his balance was off. His weight would come out of balance. And instantly I could just sweep him and spin him around. And he was getting really frustrated because he was trying so hard. And, and 
all I had to say was, buddy, you just, you got to work on balancing the energy. Not too far back, not too far forward. Just ride it. Just ride the wave. Stay over top of it. Because when you push, when you want it too badly, I can flip you. And when you dial back too much and your weight gets back up on your heels, I could flip you. Just keep it balanced. And that's life, right? Like to your point, if you relax too too much, if you're just easing too much, life's going to flip you. But also if you go and go, 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 and you're pushing as hard as you can, and you're not making sure that you have that counterbalance of life, it's going to flip you just as hard. So you have to play both sides of it and you have to just stay over the top of it, which is a, as a really nice balance of work and play or else what the hell's the point. Mm. I, I was, it's interesting that you should say that because in my lesson today, I, it was quite funny because I had this, I had this meditation for the guys. So it was LeBron James talking, like starting off on this whole mental game thing on calm. And then I had this like mm-hmm. body scan and the kids were all mellow. But the video I had lined up after that was this rise and shine one, like which is just like get after it a grind. And I said to them, I said, why did I show you that stuff? I said, because there's two sides. There's two sides that you got to bring together. And they actually are together. It's like if you look at LeBron James and high performing athletes, they have that balance, actually. They have to have that balance. Otherwise, they go out of kilter. They have to have the, the mental game. And they have to have the physical game. If they're just all over the place, physical, 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 but not getting any mindfulness in, then they're not in control. And so that was interesting because LeBron James has a series on calm about how much mindfulness has come into his game and how, you know, he's one of the greatest. And if you look at Kobe, he had his things with his alter ego with a black mamba, but also mindful, you know, very mindful, very in the moment, like very present. I'm here right now, clutch moments. I'm the guy he passed to. Same thing with Jordan. You know what I mean? Jordan was a hard charger, but also that mental game, you know? And so that balance is is part of it. I think going back to the whole lion analogy, I think what's great about the lion analogy is the same thing. You know, the lion has a lot of downtime, let's be honest. But when mm-hmm. it's time to fucking kill, it's time to kill. You know what I mean? And if you watch that, if you watch a male lion walking, there's just that balance and that, you know what I mean? It's smooth and supple, but it's freaking tight and hard and it's ready to freaking rip your head off, you know? And that's the thing, but it looks completely languid, right? When it walks, it doesn't look like all hard, but the moment it's like, turn it off and, and, and just go. And what I think is cool about the whole lion image is that it's this calm, fearless presence. And for mm-hmm. me, that's what I've been working on. I've been working on moving away from fear, fear of rejection, fear of social interaction sometimes because you know what I mean sometimes you get talking to people and it's kind of awkward and I don't know what it is I can't explain it but there's many times in my life where I've been observing fear I've been making the point of observing weird moments of fear in my life and it's so strange when you start to do that where you pick up that you're starting to notice fear and what does fear does it kind of makes you on alert and it makes you on alert in moments when you shouldn't be, you know, like, like we heard about the lion, the lion is just lying there, chilling out when there's nothing serious happening. He's, there's obviously dangers out there, but he's not sitting there the whole day. Like just what, what, what is that? He's chilling out when danger really arrives, he's really ready to go for it. And I think we got to start living a little bit like that. Cause you hit on it as well. Life is to be enjoyed, man. You know, it's like Coldplay sings life is for living. We all know. You know what I mean? That's I think what it's we forget for. that. It's I for think we've it's forgotten for, that. It's for enjoying. It's for going out into the day and stop judging other people and stop judging yourself and just go into there. I mean, I see teenagers every day. It can be a scary kind of world, or you can just walk in there and go, "What? 
hey, what funny, cool, weird thing is going to happen today? And and something always arrives that makes it worthwhile. And if you look at everybody like that, and look, I'm not there yet, but in my journal, I always end up like, enjoy the adventure today, man. No fear, more love. And that's what it's about because at the end, it's not about money and it's not about status and it's not about the grind. It's about sculpting that life that is beautiful to live for us and beauty. And I'm trying to trying to find a way to communicate that beauty to younger people. You know what I mean? To get them to yeah. connect. And it's what you talk about. It's that it's those deep, deep, real connections with the earth, with nature, with other people, with our wives, with everything around us so that we walk down the stairs of a house. And when our feet touch the ground, that is a connection. It's like, and then it's mm -hmm. like, but you can't get there when you're on high alert, anxious, worried and grinding, man. It puts up a wall. It does. Yeah. It, it, And that's, that's, you know, I'm glad you brought that back. Cause I, I think very simply, no matter what you're chasing, life is about connections. I think that's what, what most people want without even knowing they want it. I think when they're sad or depressed or unhappy, and I'm not saying this in a, in a light way, cause it's real, it's big, it's heavy. It's, but it's an absence of really good quality connections to ourselves, to nature. Like this morning it was minus five mm. here. It was chilly. And I went out without socks on and I just tucked my feet in the crunchy grass, you know, like it was, yeah, icy. I love that. Yeah. And I just sat there and I did my morning stretches and I just let the sun hit my face. No phone, no podcasts, no anything, just sitting there. And I just grounded my energy um, in, into the earth. And it's powerful. There's just something deeply calming about being deeply in connection. You, you know, I want to tell a really quick story. It was, it was pretty cool, actually. So my dad was in town and, and um, so I never lived with my dad. Uh, my dad and my mom split up when I was just like right around when I was born, but he's always been around. He's a, he's a, he's a really good dude. I've you know, admittedly, I don't know him as well as I would like. Um, but anyway, he was here this weekend and we were up late on Saturday night having a really long chat, but some really cool stuff talking about our family. And I learned some stuff about me that, you know, he described himself as a kid and some of his challenges and without even really knowing it, those were the same challenges that I faced. Some of them were like eerily similar that I look forward to sharing within our group. Um, but, you know, and we, we talked about, cause my dad does a lot of the same stuff I do. Uh, and I, actually I should say, I do a lot of the same stuff he does mm -hmm. a lot of work with other people. We were talking about energy work and the healing that he works with, with his clients and stuff. And, and um, what was really neat is after our long chat, he, uh, and he's always the kind of guy who he can articulate his emotions. So it wasn't completely rare, but he gave me this long hug, but what he did is he, he put his hand behind my neck, right? Like kind of hugged me in tight and just breathe and it was just like this energetic oneness i don't know how to describe it but it was just a really really powerful moment of like deep connection it just felt so good um i did that this morning with my daughter she was a little off her game she was up she was cold and i just gave her a hug but i put my hand on the back of her head and i just kind of pulled her in and we just mm. hugged extra long and she just breathed and melted into my arms. We didn't have to say anything. Those moments of deep connection. You don't have to say anything. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be doing anything. We don't have to have a purpose. 
just being in connection, being together. It's just, it's, there's nothing like it, man. And I realize I've had a few moments where it's like, wow, everything that I was chasing in my entire life has literally led to the moments that I'm enjoying right now. The moments with my wife, the moments with my kids, the moment with my dad, with my mom, with you, the guys in our group, everything that I've been working on, everything that I've been chasing and hustling and grinding and pummeling mm-hmm. has really to been, has been without my knowledge to get to the point in my life where I can just feel these relationships and be comfortable in them to belong, to be myself and know that there's no danger there. And it's fucking mm. intoxicating, yeah. brother. Yeah, 100%. And it's so funny why you said that. It was the other night, um, my son, I was down here with my wife. And now when you got four kids and you come downstairs after putting them all to bed, you kind of want them to stay upstairs, right? You're kind of like, okay, it's my time. I have two and it never happens. So I can only imagine. So he came down. But but this is just like a word to the wise. You know, it's a warning of like, be be alert where these moments are lurking. Because you said that it's doing nothing. It's so weird because a lot of these beautiful moments come when we're actually doing nothing. But we are, we're so on the move and so much on our own mm-hmm. little track, this autopilot, that we miss those moments of doing nothing and being in those moments. So anyway, he came down and I was annoyed at first. And then my wife was packing lunches or something. I can't remember what was happening. And she was like, well, I'm packing. I said, okay, cool. I'll go up. So then I went up to him and he's the one that I don't, that doesn't connect with me as much, you know, as far as physical goes, like as hugging. So I said, okay, cool. I climbed in his bed with him and he was obviously scared. He was, <laughs> I don't, maybe I shouldn't share what he was scared about for future, when he's in the future, but something but he in common. He was feeling with, vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. So something else. So it was kind of like irrational for me, but I got into bed with him and then he came and he like really like cuddled up, like really close against me and just put his arms around me, hugged me and his head was here in my neck. And I was just like, Oh my word, like I was fighting this. I was about to get annoyed about this. I was about to miss yeah. this moment. And I was like, that pool to go, okay, just make this one minute. And then I was like, no, no, I'm gonna stay here for 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so I stood there like and I lay there like much longer. And I realized exactly what you you just said. I, I realized this is this is it, man. Like, like here I am in I'm in the place where I need to be. I'm in a place of fearlessness i'm not afraid of anything i mean he was afraid but and that's the funny thing you know look what they want to do what do they want when they're afraid deep connection mm-hmm. and then he fell asleep and so i lay there a bit longer until and then i left and i realized like what you're saying now it's like it's just so ingrained in us and, and i think that that's the problem is that we we as men we we run around running away from the fear when it's like just there in our wives and our kids arms and in our in a walk in the park and then looking at the sunrise. And so that's what I've been sinking. Like you, and it's so funny. We're so in the same place so often. It's like, I'm just sinking into everything. That's what I'm thinking. It's like, I'm sinking in and I'm drinking in and I'm just taking all these, these moments that are kind of not anything spectacular, but are so ultimately insanely spectacular. So spectacular. (laughs) If you are paying attention and if you are slow and, you know, back to the lion thing. And maybe people are thinking he just wants to go back to the lion thing so he can call this podcast the lion. The hell with it. It's our podcast. It's, it's partly <laughs> true. But um, <laughs> but it's the same thing. Like a lion's lions live in a pride. They're the only wild cats that live together in a big pride. They live in this big connection of this interwoven relationships where everybody looks after each other and plays their role. And 
the more successful the pride, the pride grows and the, the connections are more. And yes, they're anim animals and stuff. But And the other thing is that, think of a lion. He doesn't have a cell phone. He doesn't have a TV. He doesn't have a job that he has to go and do out in the world. It's like pure. He's just there and they want to provide, protect, to quote somebody else <laughs> and lead, you know. That's, that, that's what their job is. And I think that's why... You know, the line is obviously we're humans and we have reason and stuff. So we can't relate it exactly. So if you're sitting there as like a naysayer and going, oh, lions, whatever. But there's a lot to be taken from that kind of situation of how lions choose to live and how a male lion acts and how he is and how he is calm and fearless and brave and willing to lay down his life. But he's also just calm and just, you know, and making connections. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's what we got to start realizing is the measure of success of life. And, and you hit the yes. nail on the head. It's like, enjoy your life, guys, because your children are going to enjoy their lives. If you're enjoying your life, that's what they're going to see. If they see you going and finding your value outside of the house, guess what they're going to do? They're going to do the same thing. They're always going to think that value lies outside of themselves. Yeah, and how much of the stuff that they do that is so pure and, and untainted by the world do we get frustrated? <laughs> exactly. Even though we're fighting and spending all this time to try to get back to that state, they're <laughs> there. We just kind of we just kind of wedge it and and yeah. get frustrated because again, it's a it's a mirror of ourselves, right? And it's yeah. I, as you were telling me that story, I remember you messaged me one day about hanging out. I think it was with your littlest daughter in the hammock. Mm. You know, and that's what I love about hammocks. <laughs> You sink into them, you do nothing and you just lie there and, and, uh, and it's great. No, it, it's, um, it's true. And, and, and I find just that simple moment of they're always watching and take that harder path. And sometimes for a lot of guys, that harder path is hugging them for a couple extra minutes, spending a little extra time at bed slowing down while they're eating cereal mm. and wanting to chat with you about their day, asking them why they're upset, asking them what's bothering them, why they're acting out, having a, an extra long hug with your wife, you know, just those little things, those little moments that add up just lead to such a remarkable life. Um, it's a great place to be, mm. but find find your imagery for me it's this lion i'm i'm mm. i'm digging it man i'm digging it and i love that thing. yeah well i love that video the one that really kind of set me off we talk about it in the group is is that video that's making its rounds where this lion was being overwhelmed by the hyenas right there was these hyenas trying to take a run at this lion and he was fighting him off and he was doing his best he could but they were overwhelming him and i just remember thinking oh this is going to be one of those videos that i don't like to see you know, the sort of like nature is savage kind of. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, like three or four lionesses just came flying into the scene. And as a team, they squared up and drove these things off. And I just thought, you know, I can relax because I know my wife has my back and she can relax because she knows I have her back. I can go to Montreal for three or four days and not feel guilty because I know that she's got it handled here. And inversely, right? She has to go. She knows mm -hmm. that I'm here. We know we've got each other's back. It's the strength of the pack, man. The strength mm -hmm. of the pride. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
There's nothing better. I just wish for every man listening to this, if they just think we're off our rockers, fine. <laughs> it just means you haven't tasted it yet. Yeah. It just means you haven't tasted it yet. Because mm-hmm. it's it's like right in the veins when that energy hits you. Yeah, man. I love it, bro. So yeah, guys, if you did get something out of them, don't think we're completely insane. Come connect. Hey, they're not. Us. They're going to be mutually exclusive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We can be completely. Insane I know it can be, but I mean, but it's funny because you know it's the things that are kind of considered normal these days are kind of insane, you know, and the things that are, you know, kind of insane, are kind of normal, you know, and I think that that's the thing. It's you know, we 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 live in an insane world that places value on insane things and leads to insane behavior. You know, we know it, we know what's most important, yet we don't do it. And it's just, we keep doing the same things over and over and thinking we're going to get different results. That is the definition of insanity. It's like, you can never get enough, never get enough, never get enough, never get enough. And you keep on doing it. It's like scrolling through your phone. Like it didn't work yesterday. Why is it going to work today? Stuff you don't we keep need. doing those things. And we keep on shying away from being that amazing part of ourselves. And I think that that's sometimes threatening to us. And that's sometimes scary because once we've laid it all down and we've really put it all down, you know what I mean? We're afraid that we're not going to measure up. But there is no measuring up, man. So just put it all down there. Lay it all out. Like, be vulnerable. Be your best self and, and go for that without the pressure. Because what the fuck? Yeah. You die. Like, think 100 years ago. Think in 100 years' time. We're not going to be around. It's all done. It's finished. Nobody that's living right now is going to be alive. And what did you do with that short time that you had on earth? And I've been doing it for far too long, dude, far too yeah. long, living this life of trepidation and worry and anxiety and chasing after the wind. I love that phrase. It's like chasing after the wind. It's like, you're never going to catch that. So stop it. You have to transcend it. Yeah. You have to transcend. My value is how much money I make. My value is what kind of car I have, what kind of house I have, what kind of clothes I have, the watch I have. It's it's an attempt. I get it. It's, it's an attempt. It's an attempt to be better. I get it. You know, we want to measure our body fat, our weight, our bench press, you know, what belt are you in? There's nothing wrong with that. It just depends on the motivation, right? There's nothing wrong with it, but it, it's not, it's not the goal of success. Yeah. Yeah. You have to transcend that. And then I just think the beautifully ironic thing is when you do transcend all that other stuff, you get in this like slipstream mm, it's beautiful. where all the other stuff gets real easy. The money comes, the fitness comes, the love and intimacy comes fine. You want the car in the house? Cool. You're just getting rid of all the shit that's in your way. And, and that's okay to have the nice house and the car and whatever. But it, it just, when you realize that it's, it's just another thing. It's not a measure of who I am as a man. You're golden. Hmm. Well, I mean, you'd rather have contentment than be wealthy and rich and have it all than have it all and not be content. So it's definitely what comes first. What comes first is seeking after the true goal. You know what I mean? And as you were saying, I thought the goal, those goals are not really the goal. So you've got to find out like we do in the group at the beginning. What is what yeah. is the ultimate goal? You have to have your eye on the ultimate prize because if you don't, then you've got all these interim goals that are not leading you there. And so that's what's happened to me as I started realizing, oh, this goal is actually not serving what I want. This goal is not serving. Okay, this goal here, get close with my wife, 
develop my ch that closeness and keep that connection with my children? Does that work with the us that we talked about? Does that work with the goal? Does that serve the tribe? Does that serve the pride? Yes, that serves that thing. But that's why I think getting super clear on, on the why and the meaning and where we really headed and the vision of where we actually want to be one day, keeping that always in mind, then that's the litmus test. Is this goal that I'm working to now, you know, it's even fitness, right? Anything that or any of those good things can become too much. If money becomes too much of an idol, takes time away from family, no, not good. Even working out, yes, do I really need to work out for an hour and a half a day? Uh, probably not. You probably can get pretty good results with that and still have extra time. So anyways, man, guys, come join us in the Complete Dad Network. Have these conversations with us and other ones that maybe make more sense to all of you. <laughs> and uh, check us out on Instagram, The Complete Dad. Um, you also check us out on Facebook if you really want to. Uh, we're not big on the social media. We don't want people to be big on the social media because that's another part of the whole the whole whole thing that we all all have to deal with. That you don't need. Um, yeah. So check us out there. But yeah, most importantly, we dig to connect with you and and do the do the work with you and take the hard choices. So check us out there, man. Joshua, thanks a lot, man. Um, whether anybody else enjoyed this podcast or not, I I got a lot out of it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I'm feeling stoked. I feel good. So thanks a lot, brother. My absolute pleasure. Share it. Get it out there. Help mm. men grow. And yeah, join us, man. You'll find you can have both. You can have happiness, contentment, and you can have all those successes that we can mark down in the ledger. There's no reason why you can't have both. You just have to make sure that you're building it in the right order. Awesome, brother. Till next time, guys. Ciao.